Welcome to another episode of Truth About Tech. Today's topic is smart cities, and we have a special guest, Michael Sherwood, Chief Innovation Officer of the City of Las Vegas. Thank you so much for joining me. Um, what your position? It sounds like there's not a lot of cities that have these positions. Tell me a little bit about it. Sure. Well, thanks for letting me be on today. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, you know, obviously being a chief innovation officer is fun. Um, a lot of great things. I work for a great city. Um, but, you know, a lot of it has to do with day-to-day uh, -day operations of technology and infrastructure. Um, but the innovation part is really about the future. It's about how we use technology to further uh, drone deployments in the city, how we further autonomous vehicles, um, a lot of cool gadgets and things that are coming um, how do we integrate that into a city to one, keep it modern um, and keep us moving forward, but two, getting those people that are still in the analog age to kind of <laughs> understand and meld into uh, what we're trying to do as the future. Um, how, how, do, how did you go about getting this job? I mean, what, what's your background? So my background is pretty interesting. Actually, I was in uh, advertising way back when. Um, I also did some medical manufacturing and development of medical products okay. um, and kind of got tired and wanted to try something new and got into government um, and got into IT uh, and started out just like anybody else, bottom of the barrel, sweeping the computer room back in the day. Um, and kind of just over the years, over a good 20 plus, almost 27 years now, kind of just moved my way up. Um, dabbled a little bit in law enforcement for a while, um, but all of the, my diverse background has really helped me here um, as you start melding technology with people, uh, technology with communities, and then being able to use technology to help law enforcement, to help um, different aspects of the business of running the city. Um, it's how do you use the technology? So a lot of people you know, again, generally just have a technology background, but don't understand the different functions. So I kind of had that unique experience over the years of doing lots of different things um, and bringing that experience into this role. Uh, did you watch a lot of episodes of the Jetsons to kind of prepare for this job? I feel like I feel like an older Elroy now. Yep, I got <laughs> well, and even Astros actually Astros come to life. It's, it's coming. It's coming soon. So. So what, like, explain to me what is a smart city? Like, how, what, how, how do you define a smart city? Gosh, that's such a great question. And, you know, it, it means so many different things to so many different people. Um, you know, I try to define it as not, not all city, you know, all cities are smart. There is no dumb city. <laughs> Um, I don't no know longer about that. I've, I've been to a few. <laughs> All right. Well, we won't go there. That's not today's show. We'll talk about that the next time we hook up. But um, no, it's really about how cities are using technology to build amenities for the community, um, how they're leveraging things to really advance um, the community, providing new, uh, new education concepts, new transportation um, hubs. Um, really just building amenities make life better for the community. And that's really what enabling a smart city is. You know, I, I look at it this way. I mean, I wasn't around during this time, but obviously there was a transition between horses to motorized vehicles. Right. I'm sure some cities didn't want to put pavers in the road right away because they liked the dirt that they had there forever. 
Right. I mean, it took an innovator. They just didn't call him an innovator back then, but someone to say, hey, look, we need to pave the roads. And so I'm, I'm kind of that bridge today of taking analog cities and moving it more into the digital age. So give me some examples of those roads, those dirt roads that need to be paved. Great. And there's a lot of them, but let's just, we'll pick some of the fun ones. One of the things we're doing right now, Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Las always Vegas. About fun. Always about fun with you guys. I, we love fun. <laughs> fun is, you know, we are the entertainment capital and soon to become, you know, the, the, the technology capital, maybe yeah. not overpowering our friends uh, to the East um, or West, but um, you know, we're going to be up there, but you know, smart city, some of the things we're doing that are really exciting and fun um, we have 75 autonomous vehicles currently driving down Las Vegas Boulevard. Those vehicles actually talk to our signalized infrastructure. So they get the light timing. So they know when the light is going to turn red. They know when the light's going to turn green. That allows the vehicles oh to vary their speed That's so genius. that they, they never have to stop. If they go at the right speeds, they should be in a perfect world. There's traffic. And we'll take that out for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, But if they were just driving, they would be able to pace their speed and get through. And, and that's awesome. I mean, that when you start thinking about sustainability and time loss based sitting in traffic, these type of tools and systems really start opening a gateway to the future. I, I, that is so personal to me because I remember one time being in Vegas, being in a taxi cab, stuck in traffic, and watching somebody walk and just keeping up with them on the sidewalk as we drove along. And I was like, why are we in this cab? We are literally <laughs> going at the same speed as that pedestrian. That, and that's, you know, that's some of the things that, you know, we don't want that you to have that experience. We want you to have the experience of, of having fun and enjoying yeah. yourself, not stuck in traffic. Yeah. Um, other tasks or other projects we're working on in the smart city realm is also using um, optical sensors. A lot of people know those as cameras um, and using the cameras to gauge um, activity. Uh, so let's say you're at one of our parks in the evening and you're not supposed to be there, the park is closed. Um, the camera would pick up on that and that would alert law enforcement to maybe drive by and make sure that, you know, if you're scrolling through, no problem, that's good. But if you're hanging out there, you're hanging out there, Tori. We're taking you downtown. Um, you know, no loitering in the park. Don't stay there too long. Don't stay there too long. So, um, but those are the type of things that are helping um, what we call um, force multiply our staff um, and our resources using technology to supplement um, and become more efficient. Um, additionally, these things look at if somebody does, you know, not that anybody does this, but it does happen occasionally. Someone puts graffiti on something. You know, these systems can pick up on that, alert our maintenance crews, and we can go out there and rectify it to keep the park in a pristine as, as pristine um, as we can. That's cool. What, um, what, what are some of the biggest issues that cities are facing, and more specifically, Las Vegas? You know, cities all over. And, you know, it, it's always a, a hard sell for technology systems. You know, just getting the the people that buy into it, number one, is, is, is very challenging, even here where, you know, we do all types of crazy things in Las Vegas, but, you know, it does take a little bit of persuasion. Um, secondly right. is- yeah, It's not going to be the saying, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. It's going to be like, what happens in Vegas ends up online. <laughs> online and memorialized. Um, 
but no, that that's one. The, the biggest issue, I think, and it, it, it's here as well as everywhere, is the whole notion of personal identifying information with more cameras. Um, people watch a lot of movies and, and really think that there's a lot more technology than there actually really is. Um, and so kind of level setting expectations there. But those are kind of the, the challenges. Um, once we get them implemented and people actually see the value, you know, we get a lot of... Um, of understanding and people are more, they want the technology. It's, it's, it's getting yeah. through the hurdles. I think it's like anything, anything new, it takes a little bit of time right. um, for right. adoption to Get, take place and getting the public's trust. Correct. And yeah. you know, not everybody trusts the government from day one. So, mm -hmm. you know, it takes a little extra work to get us there. Yeah. Um, but we're making a lot of strides and, and what's really happening now that's amazing and exciting is all the data that we're collecting we're able to do a lot of analysis and research and, and provide really accurate information that we could never have done in the past because we just didn't have the capability. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I was in uh, downtown LA and I went to their smart facility, their traffic facility, and they had cameras all over the city that they could remotely zoom in and pan. I mean, it was the craziest thing. I was just like, I had no idea. And you know, the, the whole purpose was to figure out where congestion was happening in traffic to, you know, if, if lights weren't performing quick enough, they would, you know, switch and, and try to figure out a way to move track traffic more efficiently. But just the fact that there's these cameras that weren't just fixed and looking at a intersection that you could actually pan and tilt and zoom in, I was like, oh my God, this is like this is like science fiction stuff. It is incredible. I mean, the capabilities, and they continue to, to grow and advance um, a lot with AI now. So now we're even experimenting with no longer a person watching the video camera, a computer's watching it, and then looking for irregularities and then alerting us to that. So, you know, it's very difficult as a human to look at a screen and watch 50 cameras. If we can have some AI help us in that regard, some artificial intelligence, it really yeah. streamlines the operation. And again, that's those are the things that make a city smart. It's, it's deploying the technology in the right vertical to provide a great outcome. The Truth About Tech is brought to you by Turbine, the company that's linking the metaverse with the physical world using the internet of things. Everything from electric vehicles to smart cities to smart grids and digital twins. Turbine is the largest system of sensor data coming from public infrastructure and commercial sources, all highly curated for uses in areas as diverse as augmented reality, insurance calculations, or guiding delivery drones. Check it out at Turbine.com. That's T-E-R-B-I-N-E.com. Turbine. We're taking the pulse of the earth. Now, let's say you have a city that isn't that smart. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what, how much technology, how much, you know, what, how much does it take to get a city smart and then smart enough where you start seeing changes happening in that city? Wow. That, that's, you know, that's a, I don't, it, I think every city is a little different um, in that regard. Um, you know, I think a lot of it starts, um, most cities become, I'll say, breaking the, the barrier into smart with traffic. Um, traffic's a common issue. You've mentioned it. I've mentioned it. Um, I don't think any city I've been to, large city, that there's not some kind of traffic issue. So I think when you're talking about a smart city and breaking the barriers, a lot of it has to do with just congestion and how do we move vehicles um, through um, cities. I think everybody notices that on a day-to-day -day basis. And I think 
most of us want to get where we want to go rather quickly. Um, and so I think that's one of the barriers. Um, and once the city kind of breaches into that realm, I think they're, they're getting into smart, but it could be as easy as for some cities, just taking your sprinklers and, and, and doing what, you know, would be seem very simple, um, automating them. So you don't have to go to each one and manually turn it on. Um, you'd be surprised how many cities still, you know, they send a person around manually turning them on and off, you know, things like that, having an automated way of doing things, I think, you know, kind of breaks through that, um, from analog to digital. Now, is there any like specifics? How long has this been um, implemented in Las Vegas? And have you seen kind of real changes? So it's been since about 2016 that the city started undertaking some of these pilot projects and experimenting with new technology and how it could advance the city. Um, obviously, the pandemic has slowed down some of that progress. Sure. Um, have we seen real change? I, I would say we're right on the horizon right now. We're getting ready to, to, to breach the kind of that, that tipping point uh, where some real things now can be to scale. Most of our smart pilots, so we, we did have an autonomous vehicle operate with no driver in it for a year. 40,000 people um, went up and down Fremont Street on it. Um, you know, we were very proud that Nevada was the first city to have this autonomous vehicle drive and mixed flow traffic, meaning it was on the road with normal drivers and pedestrians. Um, but you know what, in that first day we launched that shuttle, uh, that autonomous vehicle, we were also the first city in the United States to have an accident with the <laughs> autonomous vehicle. Um, <laughs> now no one was hurt. No what one happened? was hurt. What happened? Um, a vehicle backed into it. So it wasn't, it was, the, yeah, it was human error. It was human error, not the, not the technologies um, issue, but we're getting close to that tipping point with the 75 autonomous vehicles driving up and down the, the, the uh, Las Vegas Boulevard and a bunch of other autonomous vehicles coming online here in the city. You're really going to start seeing where technology plays a larger role, um, not just here in Las Vegas, but across the nation and across the world. Um, we're, we're just getting to that tipping point right now. What other impacts will this have on, let's say, the, just the residents and businesses and government? Like, what other, you know, you, you talked about traffic, but what other kinds of technologies are you guys foreseeing that will make the city a more pleasant place to be? You know, it's going to be more in sustainability. We have, there's a lot of technology projects in, um, micro energy um, and solar energy, um, EV vehicles and charging, uh, less traffic congestion. Um, we've even been looking at vehicles that you can just walk up to with your phone, unlocks the car, you can share. So ride sharing and, yeah. but not, other cities have done scooters um, and skateboards and types of different micro transit, but in general, we're looking at vehicle transit, but in a micro way. Um, air quality and the ability to have a cleaner city. Um, I think you'll see a lot with that aspect. Safety, obviously everybody in every city is concerned about safety, but I think you'll see monumental leaps in public safety. So across the board, if you can think of it, where a city's operating in some vertical, um, that technology will definitely impact and improve outcomes for communities. How about technology to beat the house? Are we working on that? I'm always working on that, but even even with inside track, I'm not able to do that yet. So um, 
but you know, it's, it's, there are people who have tried and they continue to try. They sure so do. It's so we'll see, we'll see how uh, that works. Uh, so you're, we're talking about all this new technology coming into these cities. Um, who's paying for it? You know, that's right now, a lot of what we've been doing is kind of joint projects with uh, commercial companies and entities. You know, I think we're at that, you know, we're still at that tipping. We haven't reached, we're a little bit farther down the road um, on monetization um, and how these systems, um, with all the data they provide, um, are there ways for governments to utilize that information to help basically have a zero cost? So we have the system, but it's paid for by some of the data we collect and to be able to offload that data um, and allow others to use it to create new apps or whatever they might do. Um, you know, right now, though, there is no plan, Tori, on who's going to pay. Um, you know, there, there's no model yet that completely um, answers that equation. We're working on it. We're working on it. The casinos, they'll pay. I would like that to be the answer. <laughs> um, now, do you find a lot of resistance from this new technology from just, you know, whether it's residents, whether it's the, the government. The I've been in this field a long time and there's always resistance to technology to change. There is resistance to change. People hold on to things and, and don't ever want to let them go. Um, you know, it, it takes time. I, I wish sometimes it would move a little quicker and people would adopt technology and change. Um, but I think, you know, change is hard for everyone. And, uh, and, you know, there's things we can do to make it a little easier, provide more education. I think even, you know, opportunities like today, us being able to talk and just yeah. for people to understand that, you know, this isn't Big Brother. We're not collecting your facial features and, and posting it on TikTok or anything. Um, but that, you know, these systems are truly here to help the community um, save the taxpayers money. We talk about paying for these things. If we can do things in an automated way, um, that, that is obviously beneficial to the community. Um, but I think, you know, it's just, it change takes time and, but we're slowly getting there. The last 10 years, we've made a lot of progress, um, in a lot of verticals. Um, and I, I continue to see that we'll continue to move, um, continually forward. Yeah. And, you know, just looking at Las Vegas as an example, I mean, you guys seem to be more advanced than a lot of other cities. Why is that? How, how have you guys been able to get this technology in place easier than, other cities. Tori, we're a city of innovation. Who else goes <laughs> in the middle of the desert and builds a, a hotel? Um, a way back, point. we're talking over, you know, 50, 60 years ago, um, you know, blows up buildings after 20 years and rebuilds pyramids on them. Um, you know, this is a place of change, a place of innovation. Um, you know, Vegas isn't even the same when I was 21 to where I'm at today, we'll leave off the age, but you know, it's completely different. It is a completely different town and it's always evolving and innovating. But I think that same model is true for a lot of cities. You just see it here. It's more of a stark change um, over time, but the community here is really diverse and robust. Um, and we embrace change as a community and as a society. It's kind of built into the culture, into the DNA of yeah. the community. Um, and it continues to be that way. We continue to build great new resorts and, and great new opportunities. And, you know, it's going to, I think it's, it's just, it's just that way here. This podcast is brought to you by Turbine, the company that's linking the physical and digital worlds using the internet of things. Turbine is the largest system of sensor data from around the world, powering everything from electric vehicles to improved air quality and self-driving big rigs. 
Check it out at turbine.com. That's T-E-R-B-I-N-E.com. Turbine, we're taking the pulse of the earth. Now, how, where are you guys coming up with these ideas? I mean, who, who is obviously somebody, whether it's a private company or you know, a private entity coming to you and saying, hey, we have this new technology, how can we implement it? Uh, where, where are those ideas coming from? They come from all over the world. You'd be amazed. I mean, we have companies from Japan here, uh, Israel, um, obviously the United States and a lot of companies here locally, um, but from all over Australia, um, a lot of people bring their ideas here. And, and again, we're very fortunate because we have one of the greatest trade shows, CES, here every yes. year, yep. um, which is, brings a worldwide audience. And, you know, a, what better place than to showcase your technology, not just during CES, but all who doesn't want to come here? So a lot of companies bring their technology here. They bring their ideas. Um, it's hard vetting them all um, and deciding yeah. what ones we move forward with and what ones we don't. But it is a great place to be. And, and how is that proposal process? Like, do you know, are they coming to you with the, the concept? Are they coming to you with the actual technology? Are they, are they saying it's gonna cost this much? We need your help to implement that. Everywhere in between. If we get ones of, hey, we have this drawing. Would you, would you, let, would you help <laughs> us build it? No, we're not quite there in the construction side or the technology engineering side. Right. Then we get more of the ones that have some concepts but never tested it in the city. Um, some of those we have done. And then obviously we have some of the established technology vendors that want to go ahead and sell us and, and help us deploy that technology. But we've been really fortunate to work with a great amount of startups um, that are constantly evolving, looking for an opportunity to test um, and share their experiences. And, you know, Vegas is a great, great environment for that. What, are there any exciting concepts or ideas in the pipeline that you can share? Sure. I mean, we're working on a couple right now that are, I, I think are truly amazing. Um, we're doing some drone testing right now um, of delivering um, different types of supplies between uh, city city facilities. It Oops. could be right. It could pizza, be a beer, pizza, a beer right to your pizza hand. And beer. <laughs> pizza and beer delivered to you remotely. Um, you know, there's no endless, there's no, uh, there's no end to what Vegas can do. Um, and, and what capabilities are out there, but the drones are really exciting. Um, obviously you kind of hit on it. Food delivery on the same token to that, um, is, is also high up on the list, um, of things, but I think what you'll see most it's, you know, it's no secret is, uh, the ability to get into a vehicle without a driver and be delivered somewhere, um, of your choice. You know, obviously the boring companies here already. Um, you can go underground in a Tesla. I think that will get expanded and will grow. So, you know, there's, it's Las Vegas, you know, there's, there's, yeah. there's sky's the limit here. That's crazy. And so how does it work as, you know, being the chief innovation officer, um, do they come in and they just pitch you an idea or how does that process, like if somebody has an idea that they want to bring to a city, what is the process? Um, there's a couple of different ways. One, a lot email me or contact me directly um, and share their thoughts and process. We also have a website called Innovate Vegas, um, and they can submit their proposals and ideas and they're reviewed. Um, at some point, they come to me, I review them and then take them to our city council who gets to review them as well. And then 
hopefully implement and we go forward. So there's there's a review process, um, but like like most government, there is a it's a lengthy process. It's not something that you come yeah. today and and we're deploying tomorrow. Right. And how are you recording the data? Like how are you keeping track of um, the technology becoming a benefit? So we basically um, set uh, what we call performance measures. Um, or KPIs, and we use those to gauge. So we, whatever the, the challenge is, uh, the company says, hey, this is the challenge. This is how we're going to solve it. Then what we do is we come up with a formula for the data has got to prove it out. Um, either it is the hypothesis is proven correct or it's proven incorrect. Um, but we set, we set key benchmarks and we then look at the data and see where we're at. Sometimes great ideas no ability to the ROI is not there. The cost of the system's too expensive. Right. It doesn't offset what we could do it with a human right. um, or the technology for whatever reason just doesn't respond accordingly. And it happens all the time. Um, out of all the projects we test, I would say most 90% uh, do not pan out for one reason or another. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how soon will we see flying cars? Wow. In Las, in Las I- Vegas. In Las Vegas, I'm going to say I'm going to go on a on a limb here. I'm going to say within five years, within you will see five years. I think you'll see some kind of vertical I'm, takeoff. Now I'm going to take I'm going to take the the under on all that, right on those on those odds. I, I think we're already doing some testing out. Um, obviously, we're one of the there's only I think two states total that have autonomous um, testing for um, flying vehicles, and so. I think vertical takeoff will be first, um, and I think it'll be an Uber or Lyft partner, but I think you'll be able to take off from the airport and get a shuttle right downtown to the office here. That is awesome. Um, Any other thoughts that you have on just what makes a smart city smart? Yeah, I think, you know, biggest thought is it takes a community. It takes a community that's willing to take a risk. But, you know, again, Vegas is built on risk. So we're pretty good at that. But, you know, I think a lot of it's just to start. I think people just come together and, and, and not be afraid of technology, embrace it um, and find challenges. There's so many challenges in every community and technology can be a gateway to helping solve some of those challenges. And, and how do you I mean, I, I can imagine the public is the biggest hurdle that you're going to be coming up against, because, like you said, people don't want to be tracked. They don't want to be followed. They don't want us, you know, the government knowing every move. How do you build that trust? How do you get the pub get the public on your side? You know, opportunities like this today present a great opportunity to get our word out. Um, we have an open data portal, so all the data we collect we present to the public, um, so they're able to look at it and see um and make sense of it if they want to or build an application a lot of why we do that is so that others can build applications um for the public domain um and it it's just you know a lot of it's just some of it takes time but a lot of it's just letting people see what we're doing and talking about it and how it and showing them the data i think you brought that up earlier when you show people facts um then there's a lot more opportunity to gain trust yep that's true. Um, any last thoughts on like how long you think you'll be doing this or? or... Oh, gosh. Um, you know, I love it here. So it, it's I can't imagine doing anything else. Um, but uh, it's it's a great city. It's a great town. Um, I, I think, you know, if you haven't been to Las Vegas lately, you've got to come uh, and experience. I mean, there's so many things about technology and non-technology from entertainment 
but you know we're building a sphere um over down off the on the las vegas strip that's going to be a great um opportunity a new immersion of entertainment you know obviously we have the raiders um you know sports you name it it's, it's here yeah um so we'll definitely see, you know, where that where that leads us. But uh, no, I can't imagine being anywhere else than here. It's just going to keep getting smarter. Is what I hope saying. so. It's going to keep getting smarter and keep getting better. And more people are going to are going to be living and working and playing right here in, in Las Vegas. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I mean, you got you, you have probably one of the coolest jobs that I've ever heard of. Anytime you want to switch, you and I, I'll switch with you any day, any day, just for a week or two, maybe. I'll come out to Vegas. We'll blow some stuff up. How's that? There we go. See, that would make my day. (laughs) 